Welcome back, all you hookers and sisters, to another episode of the Downswing and Golf Podcast, presented by 4chan. It is a little bit late episode, but it's just not a fair fight, so it really is. That's a slice. A stick. And, and it's a good one, too. Yes, sir! That's bad, yeah. A little later episode, but uh, glad that we're getting it done this week. Feeling good. Yeah, how about you? This is uh, this is not only a tournament week for the pros, but a tournament week for us. Sure is. A big tournament coming up. The Mark Zelich Classic. Been busy not only getting our games up to speed, or at least trying to, <laughs> but also one of us is uh, running the thing. <laughs> a little bit of yeah, stress no. there? Yeah, quite a bit. I mean, well... A decent amount. I mean, you know, trying to keep it in perspective and, you know, keep balance in life. But, uh, yeah, this is my second year putting this uh, this little shindig on. and uh, But it's the – this is the uh, 60th annual uh, Mark Zelich, a.k.a. the Channel 7 Golf Classic up here in north-central Wisconsin – um, so it's, you know, just continuing a legacy of, you know, premier, a premier golf event. So yeah, it's just fun to be a part of. I mean, I definitely appreciate you making the voyage up to participate very much. Yeah. Appreciate it. Signed to, uh, you know, brave the dangerous seas out there <laughs> this pandemic yeah. time. Um, but I, I think it's, uh, you know, we're going to take the correct precautions and everything. It'll be fine. Yep. But Yeah, I think golf's still one of the safest things you can actually do right now. Yep, um, for sure. You know, everybody's going to respect the, uh, you know, the nod or the, the fist bump. Or, I mean, it's still, God, it's still so awkward. But, uh, <laughs> I know. but people, people respect it. You know, it's like uh, at the end of a round, you're you're just like looking at your playing partners, and you're like, uh, "Yeah, nice playing with you, I guess." <laughs> and then just walk away. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It feels like it's okay to do a fist bump, or like, but then again, it's like, you know, if if I was in Florida, I wouldn't be fist pumping anybody. No. So it's oh. just a matter. Of- I think we're yeah, as always you know we're a month to to two to three behind the curve of everyone else up here we're, we're a little insulated yeah you're kind of uh, away from the bigger cities a little bit not not saying wasa is a small town but it's you know it's not a metropolis either so yeah it's always kind of safer in in smaller density areas yep for sure, less public transportation. Just everybody's got their own car, but I mean, but then again, you're not. Uh, you don't have a magic bubble around you. I mean, no. this disease doesn't care who you are. No, yeah, you still gotta be careful, and and you also gotta be careful because you know those those areas, those smaller towns, are you know more, I guess you know semi-rural or rural areas. You know, those are popular places for people in higher populations to kind of get away to you know because they can't really they don't want to get stuck in this uh in the you know metropolises where you know where, where the pandemic is pretty prevalent kind of want to get yeah. away for a little bit so yeah we're, we're, we're where everyone comes to vacation <laughs> so you got you still gotta be careful yep that's that's what we'll sure. be stay and yeah. play that's what i'm all about <laughs> exactly yeah uh, golf's still one of the things you can do and so I mean we're we're definitely going to be taking all the precautions that we can and just advocating for the best guidelines the current current best practices and um, but yeah I mean just really happy that we can still have this it's a little just a little piece of tradition and nor- normalcy um, and yeah I'm just well I think you and I are going to be fine, but uh, I mean, Mark Zelich is man. The man's going to be there. I mean, he's you know, I'm. I just get. I mean, I'm, I'm excited and scared at the same time. I mean, he's 94 years old, and I just don't want. I don't want this. 
us to put pressure on him to be there and then it puts him in jeopardy. It's like I have mixed feelings. I mean it's it's ultimately it's his decision. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody will do what they can to you know, socially distance from him or you know, try and keep him safe. Right. Yeah. So Yeah, hopefully. I mean I've I'll be telling people to like, you know, not handshake and stuff, you know, and just, it's just, it's, it's, it's always, it's awkward. I mean, it's a, we're living, we're living in an awkward year of our lives. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if he keeps, if he keeps distance, I mean, I don't, there shouldn't be anything wrong with it. No. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is his legacy though. I mean, he started this tournament 60 or 60 years ago in 1961. So this is the 60th, um so yeah we're just and yeah if you i mean when he speaks um yeah i hope everyone feels a a piece of what i do of like you know just you know this man built his legacy you know i mean he put so much into this event for so many years and then you know we're just all happy and he's happy that it's it, it didn't die off last year when the main sponsor pulled out yeah. Um, so, and you, I mean, I feel it and I hope, yeah, again, people, other people feel it when he speaks. Um, so yeah, it's just no man, no man wants to see their legacy fade away. Um, right. But, Especially since it's been going on for, you know, <laughs> well now 60 years, but Long before you and I were twinkles oh, in the warm guy. For sure. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just trying to do be a small part of a legacy. Basically, literally twice my age. <laughs> <laughs> Two Ooh. of my lifetimes. Exactly. Fit into this legacy here. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. Definitely. Yeah. And we we have a good good turnout. Yeah, over a hundred players, right? Yeah, over a hundred yeah. players playing at a little country club too. You know, not a not a place that you really, you know, not a public course. Kind of a place that's a little bit walled off to an extent. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's so many people around here that like you know they do whatever they can to get on the course, or they like call in favors, and it's always nice to know somebody that works. Uh, you know, is a member of the country club, um, but yeah, very uh, exclusive. I mean, for around here, it's not very pricey. Um, you know, right? For, it's no Augusta National, but still, no. when you're up here in Paper City, USA, you know, <laughs> blue collar at its finest. No, it's it's still it's, it's always felt good, and it always had a high reputation and. You know, there's people that yeah, they're looking forward to like this is be this event is designed to be at like a premier course to make it feel special, um, and so yeah, it's there's a lot of excitement that I'm feeling from feedback that you know people that even the people that play at Wasa are excited about it to like have you know this be the 60th because everybody just has that you know, respect for Mark Zelich and what he did. I mean, cause though in this, in 1961, the first course it was at, it started here at Wasta Country Club. Um, yeah. Um, so it, we're bringing it, we're bringing it full circle. You know, it's, it's funny that, um, you know, that we say it, you know, it's the 60th you know, anniversary or, or the 60th iteration um but like to put that into perspective (laughs) besides it being twice my lifetime (laughs) this is basically as old as the dallas cowboys Ooh, the dallas cowboys i mean they were established in january of 1960 yeah so and this this is their 60th season coming up yeah so just saying, I'm not saying either one of us are Cowboys fans, but for thinking of like, you know, lifetimes here. 
you, you think of a, a team, you know, America's team, quote unquote, Dallas yeah. Cowboys, like the, you know, yeah. how long they've been around. It seems like forever. I mean, that's essentially what this tournament is. The, this yeah. tournament is the Dallas Cowboys of America. <laughs> of Wassa. Of Wassa. At least of Wassa. <laughs> this is the America's <laughs> Dallas Cowboys tournament of North Central Wassa, Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, it's basically the same thing. Correct. <laughs> yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah. So that's. Yeah, that's why we didn't want to let it uh, let it uh, fade in into the proverbial sunset um, last year, and we kept it on life support with sixty eight players. And yeah, I'm really excited that you know a hundred people are making an effort to be a part of it this year. It's it feels really special. Yeah, just keep keep building essentially. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just keep going. I mean, hopefully we're doing the right thing. I mean, I put a lot of time and thought and effort into it and trying to make the best golf tournament for what it is. And, you know, I mean, not every tournament can be everything to everybody. Um, you know, we don't use per se handicaps. Um, but although we, you know, we flight it after the first day, we want, we want everyone to feel welcome. Um, and you can win your own division and that's the goal is to strive and but ultimately it's the camaraderie it's the people it's the history it's you know we, we picked the best courses in north central wisconsin um yeah i mean all that and then i mean because and, and i'm a transplant i mean but i just remember like coming up to like grandma and grandpa's and like i mean this this thing used to be televised um on Saturday, on the weekends, both days, um, on channel seven. And like, so you can like watch uncle Larry <laughs> playing, playing golf, uh, at, at Wasa country club, you know, on the weekend, just like he's a PGA tour star for, for 30 years, it was like that. And, and then, you know, the television, you know, then that obviously the advertisers and their, their money got involved and, then that faded away and then but for up until a couple of years ago two like three years ago they used to like they'd have a camera crew there all weekend and they would film and then they would take the best of the best right shots, and then they would pull put a highlight reel together yeah i remember i remember uh seeing that like on the nightly news back when i was living up there yeah um you know the recap of the of the tournament and show like you know like the final putt of the winner and stuff like that, you know. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty neat. It's definitely, you know, it, it's not something like, like we don't have that or something like that really down here in Milwaukee, you know. Like, I mean, I mean, Milwaukee or a bigger city kind of has other, you know, I guess bigger focuses, you know, pro teams and stuff like that, and um, that take up a lot of airtime. Um, but even just like golfing wise, I, I feel like there's not a whole lot of like events like that, that really, I guess that is like a, a citywide city renowned kind of, you know, events, you know, it might be like, there might be like some, some, you know, quote unquote prestigious like events for like a certain, like course or club or something like that but nothing that's yeah. really like known throughout the 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 good land that is milwaukee right it's not yeah, like every, every course has a club championship yeah so that's one right. thing to me personally where i grew up this feels like what was called we had the city championship so we were in a city of like 120,000 and then like so there was a four-day event and there was four four big courses in the area and we it would go each day would be at a different course and it was like so it was like the accumulation it was the culmination it was like each course would have their own club championship obviously and their own events but it was like it brought it all together for like it was like the biggest tournament of the year and that's always what this has felt like to me um it was like that i mean since i moved here you know 12 years ago i mean this was like the highlight you know i just 
I treated it like the one I grew up with. And, um, yeah, I mean, it just, um, and unfortunately, I mean, I've, yeah. And I've, I've done well. I mean, I, I put it on a very high pedestal and I put a little too much pressure on myself to this point. Um, yeah, because that's kind of the running joke with me and Miranda is like, the only reason you're doing this is because you haven't won it. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, um, that might change. Yeah. Well, yeah, at this point, I mean, I'm kind of, well, I'm enjoying where it's at. I mean, it, it is a lot of work. I'm trying to figure out ways to delegate more going forward and maybe there'll be more traction. But I mean, at a certain point, basically, fuck it, I'll do it myself. Like, <laughs> it's kind of where it's gotten, gotten started and currently at. Um, but no, we, and we have a couple, a couple guys that, you know, weigh in and try, we all try to make the best decisions. Um, but yeah, I know it's the, like, yeah, I don't know if there is even is the city championship in Milwaukee. Um, Not that I know of. Like, it seems like everything around here is, is very like club based. Yeah. Like there's not really, there's not something that's really kind of combines everything, you know? Yeah. It's just like, if you're if you're playing tournaments that they're just run by the clubs and they're just within the like you're always playing that that course. your own your own home course i mean they want people to stay there because that's yeah i mean money that's the money yeah but there's no like you know there's no like um i mean there's there's sister courses don't get me wrong but you know and obviously like the milwaukee county public you know municipal courses yeah you know they're all kind of together but um, but there's nothing really that combines like different courses that have different ownerships, um, to all kind of, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't are, know, send their best players or something to, uh, well, yeah, that, well, that's where my head went was like, I mean, there's so many courses down there and like, yeah. I mean, here up here, it's more manageable, but on one hand, it's like, if you did have like a Milwaukee, city championship hypothetically where all hundred courses were you know invited i mean at one point at one point it's unmanageable with unless there's a qualifier and yeah you you have a qualifier at your course and the top three guys from your five five guys from your course get to go and that's kind of where this tournament was if you right if you recall it used to you used to have to qualify i would have never been able to qualify for this (laughs) back in the day but, well, I mean, Rib Mountain needs players too. I guess so. I still probably wouldn't qualify through there. Some some fifteen year olds would beat me. Uh, no, I mean there are good fifteen year olds out there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, well, she practices a lot. <laughs> I know. Teenagers, <laughs> they got time on their hands. No, um, True. No, yeah. I mean, I think for for here down here in Milwaukee, really, um, the focus. The focus area, I think, is more geared towards the Wisconsin State Golf Association. Yeah, like there, a lot of their tournaments are kind of in the southeastern Wisconsin area. Yeah, so that's where, you, like, that's where you look for basically for like tournaments like that, um, yeah. rather than kind of more independent things like this Mark Zellich Classic or what what you see up in Wausau. Yeah, so like, and and I've. I've played in a WSGA event um, at Hidden Glen, I believe it was, which is a nice yeah. course. Another kind of private course, but um, but yeah, but they don't have the same feel like as like the WVGA Wisconsin Valley Golf Association up there. They're not yeah. like the same type of like camaraderie, or at least I didn't feel like it. But I I didn't play many. Like I only played, I think two. So. Yeah. So like I, if I played more, maybe I would get to know people more. But like it just doesn't, it just doesn't quite feel the same. Yeah. You know. So, um, it, you know it, and it's there's only like a couple for for guys like me for, you know, sixteen, eighteen handicap players. Like there's not a whole lot of WSGA events, Wisconsin oh, State no. Golf Association events. Um. What's wrong? (laughs) You froze. Oh, I didn't know. We're good. (laughs) 
you totally, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're back now. Yeah. Uh, there's not a whole lot of um, events for us to really play in because there's a lot of, because the Wisconsin State Golf Association, you know, hosts like the, the state am tournaments, the mid am turn, you know, the kind of more like prestigious kind of tournaments, you yeah. know, the, the, the U S open qualifiers or whatever, you know, stuff like that. it's USGA kind of based. Right. Yeah. So, and those all, those type, you know, bigger events like require a certain handicap to be in. Yeah. So for, you know, guys like me, um, like there's only a couple events, like member events, they're called that I can really play. And there's only, I think like four per year. So, you know, and who, who knows, like, do, you know, am I available that weekend during the summer to even play that, you know? So it's yeah. like, exactly. it's, it's, it's tougher to really feel the camaraderie or, or play in those type of events. Um, I definitely do miss playing in the, in the WVGA up in, up in the Wausau area. So this will be nice to kind of get back and play in um, because, you know, pairings came out today and saw some names that I'm familiar with from my time back, back there. So um, familiar faces. Yeah. Yeah, no, I uh, put some thought into it. I mean, I thought I I hope you uh, like your pairing and uh, thought you, uh, and then, yeah, my cousin, Mike, yeah, he's, he's decent and he, but he's just a good shit. He's a fun guy. Uh, I mean, I love playing around the golf with him, spending four hours. Um, so yeah, I hope everyone's happy. I mean, hard to make everyone happy. I mean, but, uh, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to everyone, uh, the feedback and yeah, definitely. No, I'm just as I mean, I really do appreciate you coming, making the trip up. I mean, you're, majority of people are in central wisconsin however it's not isolated i mean we at this point you know we'll take we want people from everywhere and just good friendly people that enjoy the game and want to you know you know come out and play and yeah we we want i we want that vibe i mean i kind of enjoy hearing what you were saying about the wbga and i've felt that i mean i've played in a lot of tournaments out west in colorado and I mean, this definitely has a, a similar, uh, just a even a better, just a great vibe to it. I mean, guys actually care what the other, what their opponents shot, and yeah, and we're all we're all grinding to play better. But right, you're competitive, but like at the end of the day, you know, it's like oh, you shot, you know, whatever. It's like that's awesome, good good shooting out there or whatever. Like saw you make some really good shots, you know, and you made that huge putt or whatever, you know. Like there's yeah. there's some good there's some really good like camaraderie or, or you know, um, kind of mutual respect or or you know admiration for for the game of golf, I guess. Yeah, which well, is nice. I mean, we realize none of us are making it on the PGA Tour. What? But I don't know if the guys in Milwaukee realize that. I think some, maybe some of them just think they take it a little too serious. I mean, we're all trying to do good out here, but uh, just keep it. Just keep it. Let's keep it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I've I've only played like two events, so yeah. So it's I can't really tell you. Yeah, I mean, if you're hyper, like, trying to take it to the next level, I mean, WSGA is definitely where you need to go. I mean, play in the state AM, the state open, the state match play, the state publics, all that. I mean, that's where that's where you need to play. Yeah, for sure. Because that's, that's the best of the best in the state. We want, you know, kind of the best of the best in the upper uh, central area. But, I mean... I want people to feel pride when they win the second and first flight and, you know, to come up and have a good weekend and, you know, cheer each other on. Yeah. I mean, I was out like the highlight of my golf career was, was winning third flight back, back in the day. (laughs) I mean, I shot, that was my personal, I best shot my personal best that day. Yeah. Shot an 84 to win the third flight by, I think I, I would have won the second flight too. No, it was at Pine Valley. Pine. Yeah. That would have that would have won the second flight too that day too. 
Yes. It was, uh, so I mean, essentially I won two flights. No big deal. (laughs) I'm winning Uh, two trophies around here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like it's just that it doesn't, I guess it doesn't matter. Like, you know, what flight you're in, you know, obviously winning, winning at all, winning the top flight or whatever is, is what it is. But like to have kind of, you know, competitiveness and, and, to still be able to kind of shoot for something or, or kind of have that competitive drive on, you know, the final day or final round yeah. to kind of, and, and, and pulling it off. If you do, like, it still feels really good. No matter if you, you know, your first flight, second flight, third flight, whatever. Yeah. Like you still, you still accomplish something. Yeah. You beat the people that are kind of right around you. Yeah. And, and like, I mean, that's kind of the thing, even like just, in general, um, you know, in, in, I guess, a lot of things in life is sometimes, like, you may find yourself in a tournament or, or a competition where you know you're not going to win, like, overall. You're you're just not in the running for it. But you might that day, just to be competitive, you might, like, hey, your playing partner, you know what? I'm going to beat him today, right? Nice. I'm going to score, you know, a better score than him. And you pull that off at the end of the day, you still feel good, right? Yeah. You for know, sure. Obviously, not everyone can win. You know, only one person can win every tournament or competition. And you look at like PGA Tour players. Like, if you're going to the PGA Tour and you're expecting to win every time, like you're just going to be severely disappointed because nobody does that every week. Yeah, it, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so, you're a great golfer, and you're every week you're sad because you didn't win. Yeah. So, like, it was. Uh, like Tiger Woods at one point won like I don't know what twenty five percent of his starts or something like that. Yeah, which is just absolutely insane. Like that just does not happen. That was at the peak of his like you know Tiger madness. The next the next person behind him was like three percent. Yeah. So expectations just kind of ground him a bit, you know. Yeah. But. For sure. Speaking of grounding expectations, our picks. should we go over our picks from this past week? Yeah. My goodness. Uh-huh. Good so, stuff. The Memorial Tournament, similar to Mark Zelich, Jack Nicholas is the host. <laughs> you know, big names. Um, Jack might be a little lesser known, but who knows. Um <laughs> Playing in Ohio, playing as course, and John Rahm gets the victory, which you were you were a week too soon with that pick. God, I know. God, so close. <laughs> it's in your sister. Your your pick was Justin Thomas. Mine was Bryson DeChambeau, and uh, neither of us did too well. Although uh, Justin Thomas, I mean, two over par. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. None of our picks were under par this week. <laughs> However, with that said, there was only nine players that finished under par. So like it's not as bad as it sounds. Like two over Justin Thomas, it's actually a pretty good score for this past week. Yeah. It's crazy how they can turn the turn of the course from like you know, what was the winning score the week before? Minus It was it was in the teens. Yeah. It was and the winning score was well because of John Rahm moving the ball. It ended up being nine under, it's two yeah. shot penalty. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, to make the greens roll two feet, you know, more, make them that firm. I mean, you look at the broadcast. I mean, they, those those greens were they were under stress. They were they were browning with how how short they were cut and and how they were rolled. Um, and and there's nothing like you can do about that just in terms of like grass like you take a look at these these courses and you're like they don't look like Augusta or whatever but if you're gonna make them fast like you gotta cut it short and grass is just they're not gonna be green if you cut it short yeah <laughs> it's just it's just the way it is unless you're just especially unless you're spray painting it unless you're spray painting it but but even still like. At this point in the summer, in mid-July, when it's 
80, 90 degrees. <laughs> it's just the the cool season grasses are just they're not going to handle it very well. Meanwhile, yeah. Augusta, the Masters, they're playing in the springtime, which it's still like right around 75, 80 degrees or whatever during that time. Yeah, we'll see what it looks like. But yeah, November, it'll be interesting. They overseed their their course um, yeah. and their greens and stuff, but uh, um, but even but even still, like their Augusta's greens aren't really. They don't really cut them all that short. Like they're not super fast. There's just a lot of like undulation that yeah. makes it seem really fast. Like they're not like they're not just they're not cutting them super super short like they did this week at the memorial. Yeah. And that's why they're a little that's one of the reasons why they're a little bit greener. Yeah, I, I never considered Master Augusta, and you, you might even know more than me because you were actually there. But yeah, I've been I, there. No big deal. <laughs> I kind of—I mean, I know—I know the owners essentially. I, we go way back. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. I'm kind of on the board. <laughs> um, but the—I never can—I never even heard or considered them to cut it short. It was like I always felt like they rolled it a lot, and yeah. then just like um so it was like very firm and hard but then i mean it's still down south where the grass kind of just grows like it grows in certain directions so it depends where the flag is and if you're you know if you're down grain and then definitely the undulation and the slope if you're down grain downhill it's lightning lightning quick yeah, and and one of the things is um, with with um, Augusta is Augusta's got I mean it's it's mostly warmer season grass, so like up here cool season you got mostly get bent grass up here, but down south for warmer season that's where that's where you get into Bermuda grasses and they and bermuda and warm season grasses like thrive in the hot weather so they're gonna they're gonna be greener even if you cut them short because they like the heat whereas the grasses up here like you know what they use at the memorial they're not gonna like the the high temperatures they're cool season grasses so if you cut them short they're gonna be stressed out especially during july yeah so that's one of the things now um now the greens actually are bent grass down there, but it's it's still like they still overseed them. So they got they have some like some other stuff in there that that kind of helps the, the the bent grass on the greens. But um, but yeah, so yeah, it, like it was fast. They definitely changed the. It, it's crazy how they changed it week to week there. Um, and then, like, basically, I mean, as as John Rahm's putting on, like, the 18th hole, they're already ripping apart, you know, another <laughs> another green, um, like, I don't know, if the 16th hole or something like that. Like, they already got crews out there, like, ripping up. Like, they're, gonna, they're doing renovations to it. Too. Really? Yeah. Uh, Jack was talking about it on, on the broadcast. But it was, it was kind of funny how like the tournament's still going on and they're already like ripping out the the sod or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's unbelievable. It's it's pretty crazy. I mean, they don't really have a whole lot of time to to get the renovations in. You know, if they're if they're going to get it in, you know, if they want to seed this fall or you know get grass in for this fall so it gets roots by the winter. You know, they kind of have to do their renovations, their sculpting or whatever they have to do before then pretty quickly here. Yeah, so, like right meow. Yeah, they don't have. They only have like a few months. So, but yeah. So John Rahm with the win. Justin Thomas scoring better than my pick, Bryson DeChambeau. So Nick wins the the best man pick. Dark horse, Nick. You picked Victor Hovland. And, yeah. And uh, he didn't. He was not the victor of that. Dark horse pick, my my uh, Ricky Fowler, dark horse pick. Yeah, the other gunslinging cowboy. Yeah, he uh, he bested Victor by three strokes. Uh huh. Tiebreaker, 
You had Tiger Woods. He finished six over. Kevin Streelman was my pick. He finished nine over. Nick gets the tiebreaker there. And then bringing up the rear, Andy Ogletree for Nick. He finished a hefty plus 14. Really, really finishing in the trunk there. Yeah, compared I knew to... he was going to shit the bed. <laughs> you didn't even have a picture on the website. <laughs> compared to my Carl Pedersen, he ended up being five over. Three of my four picks finished at five over. I feel like that's that's pretty consistent on my part. Pretty good. I'm going to count yeah. that as a win in my book. But Nick, uh, Nick winning this past week with his picks. You know, three picks this week to your three last week. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, you know, I was one victor away from a, a clean sweep. Um, just needed uh, one one better pick. But uh, Ricky came through for me. Came through in the clutch. Took down uh, Clay in his hot Carl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, the so. 3M. 3M tournament up in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul area. The uh, TPC Twin Cities. Won uh, last year, won by the Wolf Man, Matthew Wolf. Yep. His first his first event. Held off Bryson DeChambeau there. Made an eagle on the last hole to, to get his first victory. Pretty pretty uh pretty good event last year should be should be another good one this year another quality uh field uh-huh so well you uh you got the short end of the stick last week so i'll let you go first so i uh, i mean there's no i can't pick a i can't pick a guy who putted at 78 yards <laughs> He's not in the field. Mickelson's not in the field. Uh, no. That was such a crazy shot. Uh, <laughs> that's something I would do if, like, I just was having an awful day, and I'd be like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just putting. <laughs> yeah. Right after I saw the beverage cart. <laughs> yeah. Hey, cart girl, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Phil Mickel said he fought, he saw a car cool out there. He was like, hey, you, check this out. It's from 80 yards. <laughs> he had his sunglasses on. He was like, check this out. <laughs> My aviators on, now boarding Beefcake Airlines. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So my my uh, big, big shot pick, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Tommy Fleetwood. Oh. That's, that's not too shabby. That's it's, uh, what one of the expert picks. Hey, the experts picked Bryson last week. So. It know. was either Tommy or Eric Van Ruyen. I'm going with, I'm going with Tommy. Yeah, no, I always, I really like Tommy. He's a good, he's a good chap. I really, really do. Um. All right. Um. So, whose pick is it then? It's, I mean, it's your pick. You got. What's your big? What's your big man pick? <laughs> All right. Could be anybody. Could be anybody. 3M. We're talking Minnesota. And you could you could even pick Matthew Wolf to, to repeat. Ooh. That wouldn't be a bad pick. I mean, he's still so young. Ooh. Clay Merritt is in the field. Good old Troy. <laughs> Hey, he did he did well for me the one the one week I picked him. He's not a bad pick for a for a dark horse. Correct. No, I if I if, like if you I, pick him, he's gonna he's gonna play up for you. He's gonna be like somebody pick me. 
I heard my spider senses are tingling. Somebody picked me to win. I'm going to perform. Ooh. That's what Troy does. At least that's what he did for me. It might yeah. also be because I'm his doppelganger. So there, that connection just might be there. Yeah. He's your own little... He's your doppelbocker. Yeah. Um, God, I'm kind of torn between Finau, Kepka, and DJ. Um, Finau is a popular pick this week. I mean, he didn't... You know, he kind of melt, melted down on Sunday this week, but otherwise he played pretty well. Yeah. Well, I guess since you you said it, I'll uh, I'll go with Dustin. Barrett. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. Good old DJ for Nick. So. All right. So dark horse. Dark horse. Go ahead if you wanna. If you got one. I mean, otherwise, I I know who I'm picking. And it's gonna be my doppelganger. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Troy Merritt again. If you were getting the, the spider. Yeah, I I could feel something. I'm feeling something here. I think he's gonna. I mean, this is a this is a course that won't play as tough as as Muirfield this past week. So, guys who. Uh, you know, don't mind a, a birdie fest course. I think Troy is one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I've honestly been following Troy for a few years. I mean, I feel like he, he, he's streaky. He can get it done. I mean, I've, I, th- I think I've liked his swing um, and his te- and temperament. You know, I'm usually pretty big on temperament. People that just kind of go about their business. I mean, John Rahm won, and he doesn't really have the greatest temperament. Correct. <laughs> I wonder what would have happened if he found out about his penalty on hole 16. I think. I mean, I think he still would have won. Because, I mean, he had a... Even with the penalty, he had a three-shot lead going into the last. It's not like it brought it down to a one-shot lead. Yeah. Like, that... Like. A one-shot lead going into the last would be... I mean, that that amps up the pressure. But, like, three shots, like, that's still pretty comfortable for for a tour pro. Yeah. Like, obviously, you know, Justin Thomas blew a three-shot lead, but that was with three three holes to go. That wasn't, like, with one. One. On the last hole, like, a three-shot lead is pretty, pretty safe. I'd bet on it all day. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go with Chase Kepka. Ooh. Just kidding. That's Aww. my trick slimer. I, I revealed it too early. Man, the bait and switch. A rear pick. Uh, my real dark horse is Chucky Three Sticks. Chucky Three Sticks. All right. Otherwise known as Charles Howell the Third. Charles Howell Third. All right. So tiebreaker. Is what tiebreaker can be anybody first, and and you pick the dark horse first. Go ahead, you you got it. Who's your tiebreaker this week? All right, I am going to go with. I just always like this guy's swing, Charles Schwartzel. Ooh. Cause I, cause I, I'm going with. This is a Charles Charles week. Man, really loving the Chucks. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Paul Casey for my tiebreaker. Okay. And for your trunk slammer trunk slammer you already you already picked your uh trunk slammer that's uh you got chase kepka yep which uh he's only i don't think he hasn't played in an event yet right he monday qualified for one but then dropped out right 
Or did he actually end up playing in one? I think he played in one because we were making fun that we, or we were having fun at his expense that uh, he could do as big, good as Big Brother. I think. Yeah, he got, but they no, but he dropped out of that one because of WD COVID. Oh, I'm pretty sure. But anyhow, you got Chase Kepka bringing up the rear. Um, I am going to go with uh, good old Angus. Angus Flanagan. <laughs> I'm going to go your route here. The guy with uh, no picture. <laughs> you know he's bad. <laughs> seemed, seemed to work out for you last week, so I'm going to take a little page out of your book. There you go. Everybody's got a strategy. Plus, plus I mean, come on. What a name. Angus Flanagan. I love it. That's a great name. So good. You got it. You just have to pick them. The only thing better would be if you could combine your guys and go Flanagan Fleetwood. Oh, man, what a duo that would be. If that was your name. What what if that was like a Ryder Cup pairing? Flanagan Fleetwood pairing. <laughs> oh. That would right. that would be something. Yeah. I mean that that might in itself I don't know I don't know what nationality Flanagan's in. I think he's American, but if if there was a Flanagan Fleetwood pairing European side, like I probably would just start rooting for Team Europe in that. Like I would have to. I might. Like just just for that one Ryder Cup. I at least wouldn't root against them. Yeah, true. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't root against it. I would be I would be rooting for you know the announcers and the highlights to to be having to say that name a lot. Uh, there would be a drinking game every time oh they said goodness. we drink. I would not last very long. The old Flanagan Fleetwood pairing. All right. So those are our picks for three M Open. However, we still need to make one more pick each. For the Mark Zelich Classic. Because it's a special week. The other big tournament on the list. So. Okay. The pick for me, and this isn't, these are kind of different types of picks. um, But the pick for me is one of the rounds, Saturday or Sunday, I am, I am breaking, I'm going to break 90. And to put that into perspective, my best score is an 84. I usually shoot low 90s. I break into the 80s every once in a while. So breaking 90 in a tournament setting for me, I think, is a pretty decent stretch. Or at least a de- decent goal to, to make it worthwhile of, uh, of a push-up bet. But that's going to be it for me. That's my, my personal goal, my personal pick for the Mark Zelich. Okay, and I will. I mean, my goal for the week is to win it. But is that is that a good push-up bet? Yeah, I mean, I've never done it. Um, but to do that, yeah, I mean, it's I'm I'm, to, I'm dancing between one row, one round under par. Um, a sub 145 or the straight up win um, I mean um, no I mean what goal, what have yeah. your what have your previous finishes been in this tournament huh? what have your previous finishes been in this tournament or best finishes. Well, I mean, I got second last year. Okay. Um. And that, but that was at like one forty-eight. So a seventy-four average. Yeah. Yeah. I want to look at me like, doing math here. I think it was a seventy-five, <laughs> three. Or actually, I think it was a seventy-six, seventy-two. But um, I had a good, I had a really good second day last year. Um, 
God, I don't know if I've gone under par um, in this in this event. I think I've I might have done it one time. I think I've gone under par once. So, oh man, um, yeah, that's uh, my stretch goals to win it. I mean, all right, this this uh, this this event gets my goat because I I put the. Uh, I put the pussy on the pedestal. Circle it on the calendar when the season schedule comes out. Yeah. No, I just, again, it was my city championship from where I'm from. So I always, I, I just, I put too much pressure on. So because of that, I'm going to switch it to, <laughs> I just want one round under par. One round under par. All right. That's a good, I think that's a good, that's a good push up bet for you. I don't, It'll help me avoid putting it on a pedestal. Yeah, and I think it, I think the thing is, especially when you're when you're gearing for like, like I gotta finish a top five or I gotta win or I gotta you know finish a certain place. I think that that kind of puts some unneeded pressure rather than just like, hey, if I put a good it score out, what, it matters what other people do, and I should be focused on what I'm doing. Right, like I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna shoot a good score. I'm gonna shoot this score. If that's good enough to win, that's good enough to win. Yeah. It, you know, it is what it is. So I, th- I think that's definitely a better focus than you know, yeah. focusing on a, a finishing place. Because especially, like, you know, depending on the weather, depending on the day, conditions. Sometimes. Some, sometimes the rain, sometimes the sunshine. <laughs> sometimes... A really, really good score is still just not good enough, and there's not really a whole lot you can do about it. Yep. Good next. picks. We'll uh, we'll talk about we'll talk about those picks next week. A little bit longer episode this week, but there's a lot going on. Big old yeah, we got on some good stuff. Yeah, but big old tournament coming up for us. We've been planning for a while, so. Uh, it's going to be exciting to recap that next week. Hopefully, both of us have good rounds. Hopefully, we we win our win our bets that we just made. But we'll uh, we'll talk about that next time. Until then, Nick the Stick and stay and play Clay. We're signing off. You bet. See ya. Arno Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too.